Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl was brought to you with the support of our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. And hey, it's summer bonding, so guess what? In July on the Patreon, Reverse Swirl will be making its return as we watch A Quantum of Solace. Yes, a bit more Daniel Craig Bond. Here we go. That's to come in July, plus there's 54 episodes and counting of Cinema Swirl over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. If you want to find out more, check it out. Right, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! Cornish splits are a bun, oh Devon. It's episode number 107. Coming to you from the bakery of Hollywood, California. Taking out all the bespoke pasties that aren't allowed to be made anywhere else in the country. It's me, your old pal, Captain Kevin. Joined alongside, as I am always, by my OTP, who's only seen 106 movies until this point, Sam Chaplin. Hello. Hi. How are you doing today, Sam? I'm good, and I fancy a Cornish split, if you know what I mean. Yes, please. Yeah, Mm. that sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds like... (laughs) A a banana split made with clotted cream instead. It sounds good. It feels like an injury to me. Oh, I've had a real (laughs) Cornish split. Oh, I'm showing the Cornish split. Oh, no, Dad. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, excited for uh, some summer bonding. But oh, boy, does it feel like summer at the moment. It's certainly summer, and it is so hot if this bonding was a covalent bond, it would probably break because the energy, it's, it's too hot is what I'm saying. It's really hot, yeah. Historically speaking, always makes for very legible, clear, <laughs> standard, normal episode of Cinema Swirl. Yeah. For listeners at home, we're not yet in tops off territory, but I'm not ruling it out at this stage. I let the listeners know at home, I didn't realise that was an option. And <laughs> I feel like if I was to start the change now, yeah. it's going to happen happen between the two points of this podcast yeah. is what's what's going to happen i think however the tops are when we start recording is how they remain but there can be a decision made at, at some point yeah exactly yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a break this is the only <laughs> podcast i do where that's allowed where yeah. there is a defined break and yes. you may not think we watch a movie yes but we also decide whether or not to take off our tops. That yeah. is part of the process. When that music is going on, think about it. If you start changing all that, it's pretty good, yeah. you know? Yeah. You change the keys around, it could be... Which is the English national stripping theme. Yes. Uh, you may not know this. Yeah. It's what that is. Sam, summer bonding can mean only one thing. The man himself, the man of the hour, Britain's favorite export besides yep. other people's imports, it is James Bond. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bond's back on the menu, baby. A bit more Bond, bit of British Bond, best of British Bond. Yes, please. And Thank you. you took the term bit more Bond very mm. literally yep. because you were offered the listeners of Cinema Swirl. The Cinema Swirl fan base was given quite a veritable smork ass board <laughs> of all different types of bonds yeah all new bonds that you've not had before this one bespoke lazenby bond that is interesting i've heard about mm. this or another big 
dirty helping of dirty old Sean Connery, all dead that he is. There was some Dalton offered as well. There's a bit of Dalton. Yeah, a little bit of Dalton, which I found out some people tweeted in to say Dalton is the definitive Bond in their minds. Right. Well, I look forward to next year maybe finding maybe that another out. Another try. <laughs> maybe. Maybe another try next time around, huh? <laughs> The vote was quite close. It was especially close on Twitter. We're now splitting, not splitting the vote, but having the vote take place across two different social media sites. We think having two benign, toxic social media influences on the podcast is better than one. You spread it out that way, you'll get better quicker. Exactly. Sure, eventually we'll be doing it on bluesky.social, but not yet, guys. Not yet. Guys, if you want to head over to Hive, follow (laughs) Cinema Swirl on there. Those votes will be counted and tabulated as well. Yes, after I reinstall the app. So, the vote was very, very close on Twitter. There was like a percentage, a point of a percentage point in it. You know what I mean? A point, a point Something like that. It was it was very close between Living Daylights and You Only Live Twice. It was further apart on Facebook, but there was, there was definitely an appetite for Dalton. Less so for Lazenby, I have to say. But for Dalton, there was some real interest and some real support behind him. And I thought maybe that was a case where we could <laughs> treat it as an advisory vote and just yeah. ignore. I- I'm always intrigued but, by this yeah. because I do believe sometimes there's a very clear hearts and minds distinction between Twitter and Facebook sometimes. Mm. But I feel like there is maybe just different audiences within our audience yeah. spread across those platforms. Not the same taste there. I would say Dalton is to be an interesting one. And mm. I, w- I was thinking he was going to win it i was thinking that maybe the guy that we've spoken about twice already and have had to skirt around the fact that he was a woman beater in his time yeah. and all that jazz yeah. who i can tell you right now spoiler will be doing yellow face in this movie that <laughs> maybe okay. maybe he wouldn't get invited back in you know <laughs> like it's like oh do you want to bring your horrible misogynistic uncle to the party mm, he'll be doing some extra racist bits as well oh all right then i don't want timothy dalton to come though that would be weird if he came to my party let's bring him instead yeah but kevin what you've got to remember and i think this has unfortunately happened with a few well it's it's fortunately happened with a few actors but it's happened with sean connery as well he's become part of the family and you can't you know he's kind of invited now that was his dying wish wasn't it he's like when i die i want to become part of all of your families and they against my express wishes because I felt that he had been thoroughly cancelled. They uploaded him into the cloud when he yeah. died. And I yeah. thought that was a very, very foolish, foolish mistake indeed. Short-sighted. Now Sean Connery is just on all of our wireless devices, which is really trouble. Every time I log in, I have to press cancel on the yeah. download. <laughs> you know? Oh no, it's ringing my mum. Stop, stop. <laughs> but we're back with more Connery Bond. I mean... Kevin, I don't know realistically how much more there is to say about what what I can imagine is in store for for this film. I can I can have some fun with the title, but you had fun with previous Connery yeah, Bonds, yeah, right? Because yeah. we did we did have I think it was from Russia with Love was the last one we did with old Shawnee Connie, and it is that very classic you know original style of Bond. I feel it is. Yeah. The most cliche-ridden Bond in many ways, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. But maybe it's the purest Bond, who knows? You know, maybe that's 
Bond in its essence. All I'll tell you is that Joe the intern, as mm. soon as she found out that this was the movie du jour, she wanted to watch it because she said it's, it is her favourite Bond, wow. asterisk, while accepting that there are elements of this that were presented back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with the <laughs> disclaimer that will come up, uh, the disclaimer comes up, we're like, hi, I'm sorry that we cast Kevin Spacey in this thing. It was a different time. Yeah, yeah. A different time. Yeah. But with that in mind, if we consider that as well, it's Joe the Intern's favourite Bond. Favourite Bond. Favourite Bond. Bond. Okay. She told me she's seen it 50 times. Wow. I know. It, right. Is, is Joe sort of the, the opposite of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every movie that you've seen once, she's seen, she's seen 50, 50 times. times. You know? And that's yeah. why our new podcast where I show her movies for the 51st time, I really think is going to resonate with the audience. Yeah. She's definitely the opposite of Michael Owen, and that's not a compliment I hand out lightly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Sam's evil tulpa, yes. Michael Owen. What if the man loved footy instead of yeah. his mates? Now, Sam, have we got any other business before I can delve into that mailbag? Well, we can have some speculation as to what happens in this film. You know, I mean, you only live twice. Is, yeah, is, I would say that's an advisory title in well, many respects. You know, mm. I mean, I'm not planning on living twice. You know, right. I feel it'd be very laissez-faire attitude if I know that I could do life again tomorrow. I've got two theories as to what happens here. Okay, one bold choice: James Bond fucking dies. Like bang. he bang dead. Dead. You open Bond without him doing his walk on do 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 bang oh yeah, no. he gets shot. Uh, yeah. I've been shot. He doesn't shoot us. We, the viewer, shoot back and kill that bastard. And he's down. And then through some kind of chicanery, he's brought back and he gets a chance to redeem himself. <laughs> And all of his terrible ways. Yeah. And gets a second chance and, you know, you, you only live twice. The other thing is that, I don't know, he joins Second Life or something and has a <laughs> kind of, vir there's like a virtual bond and he's like, I've got my life and I've also got this second life. I'm a digital landlord on second life. <laughs> I love the administration, the minutia, the detail. I love it all. Hey guys, check. I can't do the, it's because it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, me speaking there was just an invite to hear more yeah, of that. Yeah. More of that, please. <laughs> I'm trying to say, hey guys, check this out in Sean Connery's voice. It's really hard. Oh, hey, hey, hey guys, check this out. There you go. Sean Connery there, you go. there everyone. It's was, Sean Connery, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, as played by Sam Chaplin. Playing the game Second Life and showing it to all of his friends, including M and uh, Money Penny. No wonder nothing gets done in MI6. They're all dusting on Second Life. Oh, there's probably stopping terrorist attacks happening in Second Life as well. Imagine that. Well, like, yeah, yeah. That's stressful. Yeah. Also, maybe, so that, like, maybe he is a spy in Second Life as well. Like, it's not... Sam, that'd be like if I was in Second Life and I was a podcaster. That would be boring. <laughs> Second Life. I'm going to go in there and be a baker or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Like in the intro. All right. Other than that, I mean, you mentioned that he does yellow face in this. I'm not going to ask you to speculate on the context okay. of being racist <laughs> like this, okay. you know? <laughs> Here's my question with regards to that. Do you think it's a life or death situation where it's like, I'm sorry, Bond, I know it's culturally insensitive, <laughs> but you got it, you got to yellow up for England or whatever it is. Or is it like, actually, not today, I believe I will. Don the mantle of 
the racist. I think he's doing it when he gets the call to do the mission. Like, it just, that's like his. Always come prepared. Yeah. Okay. That's all he could do back in the 60s before Second Life is that you could just, uh, <laughs> you know, be a racist in your downtime, you know, live another. Another life, you know, uh, walk a mile in another man's shoes. You're right, Kevin. The game of Guess the Racism is probably not the most fun feature we can introduce it's to cinema. No, it's not. No. <laughs> no. But I don't know locations. I don't know Bond girls. I don't know villains in this case. So I, we, We've I, had some pretty down-to-earth Bond, and yeah. we've had some, for lack of a better term, quite loopy, crazy Bond. Yeah, we've had some mad shit. So are you expecting this to be like gritty spy realism or are you expecting an over-the-top caper? Keep in mind, this is Connery's last go as his original run of Bond, I believe. Ah. I'll let you know that much in advance. Okay, interesting. So it's sort of a a swan song of sorts. Mm. So my perception with Connery is that it's sort of, it's not Roger Moore level daft, but it's not Daniel Craig level grit. Yeah, because For Russia With Love was was damn gritty. Damn gritty, I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll get some some grit with this, but uh, there's going to be some quips, some lines, and some silliness, I'm sure. Yeah, look, it's Sean Connery, it's James Bond. You only live twice. There's no clue to, like, you know, from Russia With Love, I'm like, well, they're probably going to go to Russia. (laughs) From this, I've got not much to go on, really. Yeah, when you're working with the metaphorical there, it is quite difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know the theme song? Would you hazard a guess at theme for, I'm going to try and say this as non-melodic as possible, which is difficult Mm. with my accent, You Only Live Twice. You Only Live Twice. You only live twice. All right, I see what you've you done there. You are living twice. You're living twice. Living twice. You're living twice. You're living twice. <sighs> live and let twice. <laughs> 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 I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the theme is. Is it a famous theme? I mean, I think it is, but I, maybe it's because it's one of my favorite ones. Okay, you know. Hmm. Do I know the artist? No, but I think you'll you'll recognize this the the little. Mm-hmm. The little musical twingle at the start of it. Sorry, okay. for, the te- sorry for the technical terms <laughs> used here. Uh, I know musicians may not oh. get that. They brought in a twingle player. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Thought they were outlawed. Wow. No, I don't I don't know the theme. I'm 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 pretty stumped with this. I don't I don't know what's happening. Give me a gadget prediction. Oh. Oh, Oh. Uh, what have we had before? I mean, there'll be a watch with a bomb in it, a car with... <laughs> watch with a bomb in it? <laughs> a car with water pistols in the wing mirrors. I mean... <sighs> That'll stop those hoodlums from stealing my hubcaps. So I, I, I've seen... Um... <laughs> and you pump it up on the indicator. like I've seen... <laughs> I've seen the poster for the vote, so I know he's okay. in a kind of little mini copter type gimmick, like a, a little personal vehicle. I think, not personal like a jetpack, but like a like a little, you know, like if, right. If if if, heli- if helicopters were cars, yes, he's in a smart car, right? He's in like a little dinky one that you can fit in. You can fit so two a sm- helicopters. A smart on. copter is what you're telling. Smart me. copter, yeah. You can fit two of them on the helipad, is what I would say with this copter. It's only dinky. Interesting. It's for when you're helicoptering around a city, you know, yeah. you, you want to be able yeah, to get yeah. a parking space easily. You can do yeah. it on a lowercase h when you land this helicopter, <laughs> you see. It's uh, it's more ergonomically designed. You wouldn't fly over the M1 with it, but, you you know, for 
nip into the shops, it's fine. You know, it's a surprisingly <laughs> capacious boot. So you reckon that Bond's going to be zipping about in his personal vehicle in this Yeah, one? yeah, I think so. Good gadget, good gadget. Is that a gadget or a vehicle? But If a vehicle becomes small enough, it officially becomes a gadget. Yeah. If it becomes, and if it goes the other way around, if a gadget becomes big enough, it becomes a boy's toy. Yes. Or um, a toy for big boys. We've had the glasses that show everyone in their pants, haven't we? I think we yes, had, yeah, we have. we've had that. I mean, where do you go from there? <laughs> you know, I mean, AI that is really the ultimate, the isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. Ah, I'm seeing your circulatory system. Yeah, you you can't. It's like it's Robbie Williams' rock DJ. The video for that, you know, he he takes his trousers off, he takes his shirt off, he takes his pants off, and then we, you know, we don't need the rest where he becomes a skeleton. I don't want skin, <laughs> DJ. DJ. He does. And you know what's mm. really annoying? Me and Joe, the aforementioned Robbie Williams, yes. looky-likey, yeah. didn't, didn't even take off his fucking skin. No? Like, I know. Oh, is it, is it too hot for you to take off your skin? Robbie would have done that. Did he remove any clothes? He didn't. No. He didn't. And no, his ill-fitting trousers going down around there doesn't count. I'm just saying, if Putin and the oligarchs were like, Oi, Robbie, come out of your cage and take off your skin, he'd be like, I'm not doing that. And then Steven Seagal and Fred Durst like, We'll do it. We'll take off our skin. And Robbie's like, No, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take off my musculature as well. Yeah. And he's just a pile of lymph nodes in league with the Russians. No shame on him. Yeah. So James Bond in pile of lymph nodes in league with the Russians. <laughs> Here we go, there baby. We go. With gloves. Yes. And now it's time to delve into the double O bag license to mail in at cinemaswirl.gmail.com. Welcome to the mailbag. That's cinemaswirl.gmail.com. Welcome to the mailbag. Thank you yes. for joining us on the mailbag. Thank you. Our first message here comes in via email from adam who writes the following good day lads just read that john carpenter has plans for a perhaps long-awaited sequel to the thing given the unexpected nature of this happening i was wondering are there any films swirl or swill that either of you would like to see given an unexpected or maybe even unnecessary sequel Perhaps a movie yes. that left a few too many loose yes. ends, or one you loved or hated so much you just want more. Happy swirling. Adam. Kevin, thoughts? Yeah, unquestionably, because I've thought about it at least once a week since we recorded the episode. <laughs> I want a sequel to 20, 2010. I want yeah. uh, 3010, <laughs> The Final Odyssey, with the dinosaur butlers, all that jazz. Yeah. I need to see someone interpret it, because I think it would be so... Not upsetting, but so like, wait, what? Like, you know, it, yeah, it, yeah. Would, it could literally change the course of how humankind views cinema because it will have so much peculiarity around it. I can't help but think it would impact on 2001 A Space Odyssey and its its mantle as being like the greatest yeah, movie yeah. ever in so many people's minds. I think it would literally disrupt the history of cinema. Not because it's bad, but just like dinosaur butlers, what? That's my pick. Okay, what I would say is that I think, honestly, it's been enough time for one more sequel to Dumb and Dumber. I think <laughs> Dumb and Dumber 3, I look, we'd fucking watch it is what would happen. Like, if the, if the lads gave it one last go and yeah. thought, you know, which country can we steal some money off for I this I mean, one? Singapore's right by Malaysia, <laughs> and it's got a heck of a lot more money to it. Just saying, you I, know? <laughs> Doors open, boys. 
It, but in this age of the streaming platform and anything's a goer, right? Anything could happen, you know. There's a full Monty series coming out. I, I was just, found just out. gonna say that. Yeah. Have you seen the full Monty? No. Oh yeah. man, oh man. I think a bit of a best of British swirl. I think we need to do that for because I know you want to watch Sex Lives the Potato Man over on Patreon, <laughs> and I think that would be a fair since day fair one. Gambit. I've been uh, and Danny Dyer's Run for Your Wife is another one that I've yes. uh, I've wanted to watch. But you know, Bend It Like Beckham keeps coming up. Yeah, that's true. Full Monty, you know, some big best Football of British. Full factory. <laughs> I'm just having a look through the list of swirl films here, trying to see if any any of these would deserve a, a sequel. I mean, Les Miserables 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, all my friends are still dead. <laughs> and, you know, other people are sitting in the chairs and tables, so they're not technically empty now, but mm. I'm still quite sad about it, you know. I feel like there's a lot of scope for, you know, like there's a lot of scope, surely, Mm. for a sequel to a Big Lebowski at this point. I'll never forget when there was, they let it rumble just enough that there might be something and it was a fucking Super Bowl ad. Yeah. Eh! But, you know, maybe the time has passed on that, but we're living in unprecedented times because I think most people who are involved in all the movies that we've done, give or take one or two, most of them will probably be all right with letting, like, AI technology render them on a blank slate yeah. and then... You know, because you people probably think, oh, Peter Cushion wouldn't want that. He did it, you know, because yeah. his family loves money. And I think that everyone who we have seen, like, good, the bad, and the ugly, too, when Clint Eastwood's in the ground, you tell me that the kids aren't going to come for another payday? <laughs> come on. Yeah. Easy. It's like five lines of code, tops. <laughs> So two two things here. One is that you've made me very depressed realizing that probably the venue a Dumb and Dumber threequel would be a Super Bowl ad. I think that's almost bound to happen at, at this. I, honestly, Super Bowl ads are so high profile. I think it's kind of like it's not it's not at that level, you know? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's it's not like you might you might get like Dumb and Dumber advertising crypto or whatever if like Jim Carrey gets stood in for a, another crime or whatever it is he has to pay out. Did you see the Breaking Bad pop chips one? I did. That it felt like a fucking deep fake, but apparently it's yes. actually real. It like, was. I watched the making of behind the scenes and everything. Oh so, god, yeah. yeah. But you know, you, you come to expect these things. You yeah. know. Yeah. I'm just sick and tired of the stranglehold that Pop Chips has on our media and our culture. Let me just say that that ad wasn't a touchdown, but to use a football term there. Oh, very good. The other thing is that, you know, Adam, for what it's worth, I think Kevin's right that in the future we'll just have sequels to everything because we can just make them with our AI buttons that we'll have in our houses. We'll just sort of feed in the films that we like and then we get sequels. I would combos. much rather have a haunted sequel using... AI generated versions of the dead actors yeah. than another fucking reboot. That's well, all I'll say. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I want you on as well. A little side note. People shit all over it and they didn't give it its mm-hmm. fair time. But I think there's a lot to be said about the revamp of the thing that was technically sort of a prequel that came out 10 or so years ago. Okay. It's not, not as bad as you people think. Mm. And uh, while we're at it, the Robocop revamp was all right as well. You know? All right. If yeah. you find yourself in some sort of a draconian society where watching the original Robocop is outlawed and then, you can only watch the remake, it's, yeah. it's not bad. It's, it's good. But it's good. I didn't know about the thing too, so I'm excited about things. It's too. called... The Thing, brackets 2,000 and fucking something. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
So thank you, Adam, for that message. Our next yes. message here comes in from Michael, who Michael. writes the following. Kevin's recent throaty rendition of Tom Waits's Nighthawks at the Diner slash Night Hobs at the Diner during the NeverEnding Story episode has got, oh, me, yeah. has got me wondering about a couple of things. Kevin has famously evolved beyond a need for music in his life. So where does his love of Tom Waits come from? That's question one. Uh, the spoken word CD that comes from <laughs> digital deluxe version of most of his later albums. Right. I just I just listened to that. Listen to him talking about vultures being stuck up in the air, spinning around in circles, just wondering, <laughs> how the hell am I going to get down there? <laughs> I think yeah, it's, it's too always... Too many feathers. Yeah. yeah you think. It's always good to come back to this idea that you don't partake in music anymore in your life. I don't need music, like some freak. But, oh, I'm going to listen to music because I'm Miles Morales. Are you? Grow up. Raise your families. Stop listening to music. <laughs> Kevin just listens to sound effects now, of course, as, as we know. But I do. I, I got a, I got sound effect <laughs> records coming out the wazoo. Uh, Joe, Joe bought me a great one, which was all the themes that were used for one-off sporting events on the BBC <laughs> in the 70s. That's amazing. 20 seconds of the fucking Pan Am games. Done. Never heard again. Right. When was the last time you listened to music? Not theme music or video game soundtracks, but music of a band that you like or an artist that you like, like Tom Waits. Can you recall the last time that happened? Where I'm like, I'm going to put on like an album or a, a record or whatever. Yeah. It may be. Yeah. This is fascinating because you like you've been to gigs of bands. I know that. Yeah, I know I'm actually yeah. going to see Devo in uh, yeah for their last ever tour. Yeah, you, like be all right. Like, I don't really care. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it'd be fine, you know. Yeah, it'd be grand. But you won't pop on the record just for a little spin before the gig, just to kind of refresh your we see, memory. Then the moments when, like, oh, actually, I'll tell you, I'll yeah. tell you something that that will probably be the most recent, which is, okay. I love going to karaoke. Me and Joe do love a okay, karaoke yeah. in Manchester Chinatown. We've got a spot, but that's more like that's not really listening, is it? That's singing. That's yeah. It's not really the same thing, is it? But it's the difference was... between like watching football on the telly and playing five aside. You know, yeah, yeah, or playing FIFA more likely, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and also, actually, speaking of that as well, mm. I got Joe the ABBA Singstar game for Christmas this year, right? So, we listened to a lot of ABBA, yeah, because we really, really wanted to get you know, want to get the gold and all of those, you know, and it was yeah. hard because there was a lot of the less popular ABBA songs on there that we really had to bustle through yes. really hard. So wow. that's the most recent music I've listened to because I wasn't confident on uh, certain ABBA songs. So I'd listen to Joe sing those. Right. So, but that's how ABBA would have wanted, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midnight on Christmas Day, your <laughs> wife full of Christmas dinner and Christmas mirth singing, here's to us, one more drink and then we'll split. The bill, you know that great Abba song. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. Abba are great. Look, Kevin's gone beyond the need for music regularly in his life, and we must respect his choices. So, you know, what happened last Saturday? I woke up a little bit early, mm. put on the Earthworm Jim soundtrack. <laughs> it's all soundtrack. And I and I got I got downstairs cleaned before I remembered that Doug Tenapol's a fucking freak. Okay. And I probably shouldn't own that anymore. Oh no. But that's oh. it though, you do it, you get nice and fast at it then, don't you? Like, oh hurry up. Yeah. Oh, all the all the all the bad facts are coming to get you. So no. <laughs> 
just a, a, a side note. Kevin always does his due diligence on anything we're going to discuss on the show. And we're not going to mention what the thing was, but Kevin just types in whatever the thing is, plus the word controversy. Yes. And quite often, something comes up and we decide not to have things to it works. Yeah, yeah, it does work. Across all podcasts, it yes, works. Yes, yes. Um, so Michael had a second question related to Tom Waits, which was, would you consider a Tom Waits scene swirl or swill of some of the movies that he has appeared in? May I oh, suggest... self-indulgent. Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, Jim Jarmusch's... Francis Ford Coppola's... Okay. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula... <laughs> Coffee and cigarettes, or Terry Gilliam's Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Uh, no fucking way. Famously, Heath Ledger's final film. Yeah, movie so fucking bad. Oh my god, so well, bad. Thank you, Michael. I think it's likely a no on the Tom Waits. No, because he's too. It's a character actor. We can't yeah. have a. It have to be. It has to be a leading man or a leading woman to be a themed vote. Yeah, can't be theming votes around bit part players at least not until we eat episode 200 <laughs> okay so michael you might have to wait but it, it may may still come down the line when we've run out of it when i've watched all the films we'll get to some of tom oh, yeah. waits's classics all right well i think that just about does it for the mailbag uh, uh, oh, sorry <laughs> 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 that's <is> fine why <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm just still thinking about the fact that like, you, you don't listen to music and it just blows my mind every fucking time. <laughs> it's unimaginable to me. But you, but the soundtracks are music, that, so that's... No, I understand why people like to listen to music, because you like to, like, you know, something that's familiar and you're not going to get let down by it. Like, yeah. Oh, Blur came out of Glastonbury. What do they play? All the Blur songs. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Who says that we're living in unprecedented times? Huh? Blur yeah. out there doing, doing best of Blur on Glastonbury. Huh? I went to see them at Wolverhampton and they played all the songs and it was nice. Was it precedented? Absolutely. Yeah. There was yeah, precedent for it. It really, really could happen because it really, really has happened. Exactly. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't judge some. I couldn't dare no. to judge. They don't tend to play the music I listen to live. Right, yeah. But if they do, you better believe I'm getting a lot of street pass hits with that take <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, the Zelda concert? Fuck me, Jesus. <laughs> right, thank you for all your messages in cinemaswirl at gmail.com. If you've got more, send them there. Cinemaswirl at gmail.com. But for now... It's time to get our PP7, or disregard for most of other people's cultures, and also some high-octane, Daltonless, less action. Yep. It's time, Sam, to go do a Sean Connery Bond summer bonding cinema swirl. We're incredibly, incredibly hot, and it's warmer than warmer than when we started. Who hey. thought? Initial, actually, no. You only have two gut reactions, so oh, good. your okay. initial two gut reactions to you only eat mice. He said to the pet snake. <laughs> 
that's that's very uh, very fortunate that you said I get two initial gut reactions. Okay, mm. initial gut reaction one. Like the this is like main initial gut reaction. Okay, uh, let's give it a clean take. Oh, go on then. It's, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's IGR one. IGR okay. two is na 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 football. And uh, in the case of England, you only score twice. (laughs) But of course, when England came up against Real Madrid, the 11th man on the pitch was too much for them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go on then. Oh, I feel we need to n- not use the term second initial gut reaction because I feel the pens will come for us. That's the subsequent gut reaction, isn't okay. it? Let's call it the what it SGR. is. Subsequent gut reaction is a footy chant. We kick balls direct in your goal. It's, you know, because it's the Robbie Williams one, uh, isn't yes. it? It's the Robbie very Williams good. one. It's the Millennium very, very one. Good. Yeah, you know, go yeah, go on. Yeah, go on then. It probably yeah. falls upon me now to ask you, you've seen Austin Powers, right? I'm pretty sure we had this chat during The Love Grew over on yes. uh, on the Patreon page. I've seen at least one Austin Powers, if not two. I don't know if I've seen the whole trilogy, but I've seen uh, probably one and two, I reckon. So were you seeing the... Because I feel like if there was a single Bond movie that was parodied the most... This seems to contain most of the 60s Bond parody elements, if that makes sense. Yes, there are, uh, and we'll go through them when we get to them, a couple of like reference points where I've seen stuff from this quite directly taken by other things to kind of Some of the music Bond. feels like directly lifted as well. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <sighs> Should we just say that it is, I know you said, but it is very very hot it is and i think our fans want an update vis-a-vis the tops what's going on (laughs) okay i've sweated through my top since watching the movie yeah so now i'm wearing a second lighter top Mm. with two buttons undone at the top because no one can see me right now yeah except for sam chaplin that is so that is where i'm at i'm also not wearing any shoes or socks or yep. slippers or flip-flops which really makes me think this should be behind the paywall this episode well i feel we should be charging more if, like, i don't quite understand why but i feel i should i didn't know we were going to be getting into bottoms all right because I, <laughs> i'm not sure i'm willing to disclose what the situation is below where you can see but up top a top is on but it's a vest, which I've discovered vest. is different from a sleeveless tee. I've gone How vest. did you not know that? Well, like, like come you, on. Uh, it's all the same, isn't it? If there's no sleeves, it's a vest. Really? A- across the board. If you haven't got sleeves, you're wearing a vest. That's my guarantee. Right, and we'll just get all the, the businessmen who wear vests underneath their, 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 their shirts and double-breasted suits to wear sleeveless t-shirts underneath there, shall we? Same thing. Same Fuck category. Em. Yeah. Fuck em. Fuck em. Uh, now, look, I-, I come prepared as well. I've got a very hot cup of tea with me. Which I... Th- uh, that... Right, listeners at home, and Kevin with me now. <laughs> Hello. Why, why does that make sense? It, do, it does. Like, that's hot liquid going into a hot body, which will make you more hot, surely. I right? mean, all I have is ancient Irish wisdom of old people I knew growing up going, I want tea. 
tea. It's a hot day. Give me a cup of really tea, hot, hot tea. tea. Yeah. It's better because there's no soup, obviously. So, you know, we'll go with yeah. the next best thing. Now, I'll tell you, this is a situation where I was a little tired and I thought mm. I could use the pep of caffeine. Yep. I've had two cups of coffee, so I went with a hot tea. Not had the time to chill that down. And no. nor do I believe that that is a good use of my time or energy to try and cool down a hot cup of tea. Sure. So I've just got a hot cup of tea, all right? Deal with it. Yeah. So you are you going to be drinking it now? Or are you going to wait for it to cool? It's so hot, it's <laughs> making my very hot computer seem normal by comparison. Right. Like, it is, it's literally scalding to the touch. And I have quite a high threshold for hot drinks. Yeah. I'd knock, I'd knock back a soup like a cold drink is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knock back hot drinks like they're cold drinks. Yeah, I'd knock back a hot soup like it was a cold soup, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. But it sounds like you've surrounded yourself with hot things on a hot day. Maybe not entirely deliberately, but some of it is absolutely your choice. I will say is the ring light is not on. So no, no, no. Because I don't think anyone could deal with the shine of this <laughs> level of hotness and a ring light on top of it as well. I am already emanating a glow of pure fire. Okay, well, with that in mind, and not to sound like we're rushing through this at all, because we're going to give you a thorough review. Oh, yeah. I think we'll get into what happens here, and I've got a question for you right off the bat. Has Sean Connery, as James Bond, always had the funny little hat in the intro? <laughs> because I am starting <laughs> so to funny. doubt myself as to whether... Is that new since we last saw Sean? It wasn't there the last time. Surely Maybe not. Because we watched his second one, and then this yeah. is his last one of this crop. You know, he comes back later on. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'm thinking that this is a way to kind of, you know, zhuzh it up. Yeah. Sean is, is a little bit jaded in this role. Let's be honest, it's a fun movie, but you could see the look on his face that seemed to say, I'm really over this, through <laughs> much... He looked like Duncan Bannantyne in season four of Dragon's Den. Yeah. Utterly done and a bit like Sean Connery. And a bit sweaty as well. Already one foot out the door is the kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has his hat on like Bond. If he didn't have to turn and shoot you, he would have kept on walking and gone to the next thing like. It seemed very much like the lad at my school who wore a fedora one day got absolutely ridiculed and then we never saw it again. I wonder if this just popped oh, up for this. See, then you never saw him again. Like, <laughs> that was the end of him. I feel like if Bond was to come back with a hat, yeah. you know, I feel like we'd all need to come together as one and bully him so he would never yeah. do it again, you know? And I honestly, you know, there's a lot of chat going on, a lot of kind of fake controversy in my mind mind to drum up engagement people talk about are we ready for like an actor like idris elba to, to become bond yeah. like maybe you know change it up or whatever i'm like absolutely we are but we're not ready to go back to bond with a hat those days are over and no. i'll be dead in my grave before the woke mind virus makes james bond wear a fucking hat again absolutely not unchained uncut raw head that's what i want from james bond don't take that out of context <laughs> <laughs> So, we start off in the only place not infected by capitalism. Space! We start in space. Space! space. Um, Man, space looks just kind of weird throughout this entire movie. mm. I get it, right? It's the 60s. We've not been up there enough yet to really get a proper... It's like you've been to Skegness once and then a year later you try to remember and you're like, I think there was chips. You know, there's kind of... There's a vagary here, but space isn't purple. 
Stop no, that. No, no. Space isn't these colours. And I don't think in space everything wobbles a little bit enough that you can really see it kind of just... just the, You can just see the models like shaking, which in a way is kind of like nice and tactile, but it's also a bit... I don't know. It got a bit quaint. It reminded me of like if Sylvanian families had spaceships, they yes. looked like these spaceships. Yeah. It was cute. It was adorable. Those are all good things. But are they Bond brand? I'm not entirely sure. We come across an unidentified UFO or UFO, as it's also known in the business. Yeah. And let me tell you, that is one greedy spaceship. Mm. It's a hungry spaceship. More ship than you can handle. You ever been to a harvester and your main course eats your starter? It happens. <laughs> so the, th the American thing that gets swallowed by the unidentified bullet-shaped thing. What are these things? What are these little pods? They're, they look quite dinky. Well, basically, what it was was in the early days of space, mm. before we landed on the moon, what happened was they would go up and they would do different tests. So they have right. different spacecraft. And these spacecraft are to test the effects of war on uh, <laughs> astronauts or cosmonauts, if you're in the Soviet yeah, yeah. Union. And let me tell you something, Sam. It doesn't matter what it is. Anything that opens up like this spaceship opens up, it's upsetting. Nothing with a conical point should open in four and... Nah. No, 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 no. No, no. no. But, but also it will be someone's thing that this has happened. You know, that's the I sad know, thing as well. But I shouldn't yeah. look at a spaceship and feel like I'm being vivisected or something <laughs> like that. In the It's very awful. I didn't like it at all. It's gross, I yeah. was proper pissed off with Spectre. They went too far this time. Yes. Now, the USA are like, well, we reckon it's the naughty soviets and the uk is like well steady on old chap we think it we might be coming from japan of all places well, uh, as a soft power we believe that it might be a third cooler head that could prevail <laughs> can i just say yeah. could you imagine this happening like at any other point in history or particularly modern times and this happens all the time in bond where it's like mm. Here is, like, in your mind, if you live in America or whatever, like, yeah, no yeah. bones about it, the enemy. We're at cold war with them. And they never go, like, ah, we're the Russians, we're the baddies. Blech. I'm sure they do in some movies, but very often it's like, oh, we think the Russians are the baddies. Yeah. And it's actually our willingness to assume we're going to go into all-out war at all times is almost always our undoing. It's usually a misunderstanding or a rogue agent. It's very rarely where it's like, yes, Bond... The USSR are back at it again, and they've got the biggest bomb that will eat an even bigger bomb, yep. and you're all fucked. And I just think, imagine if Daniel Craig Bond, and they were like, it's ISIS Bond, the caliphate is coming for England, and he's like, well, actually, no, it's not, and we're going to work together with ISIS to find the real villains <laughs> who are somehow worse. Yes, and look, I'm all for a rebooted new generation of Bond, but I, much like the hat thing, I simply won't settle for that either. If he's wearing a hat and he's doing a collab with ISIS, I'm not having this. This soft Bond in bed, literally in bed with the enemies all the time, like non-stop. They wouldn't let him back into the country. They'd interview him on BBC Radio 4 and there'd be pitchforks out for him. Yeah, there was. Now, the UK is like, hey, we think it's coming from Japan. In fact... 
Our man in Hong Kong is already on the case. And that is official. That's like, it's like the Duchy of Lancaster. That's an official term. Our like, man. When the honours list comes out, there is like a list for our men in and then yeah, various yeah. countries and whatnot. I have to say I was impressed at the, the cool-headed diplomacy of the British Empire here, Sam. It's reasons like this that the power will only continue to grow and influence <laughs> will grow with it as well in yep. the years that come ahead of the 1960s. What could go wrong is what I was thinking watching this. It's like, you know, we are the cool head that will prevail, 100%. Absolutely, you know. With your man in Europe and your man in Hong Kong. Yes. You know, it's always of that as well, that in, in England, if it's like, or man in, in Hong Kong. Yeah. But in Ireland, it'd be your man your, in your Hong man. Kong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't like him, so we sent him for... You're yeah, your man in Hong Kong. Like. Now, James is first line here he's in bed with a chinese the lady woman. the lady yes his first line why do chinese girls taste different and i'm like oh jesus like fucking hell what what's happening here and i know like, he's a misogynist and a cannibal this guy is just, <laughs> and connery got away with it for years on set he was eating people and everyone yeah. felt like a bit cheapish to say anything because it was the 60s it was the style at the time i guess yeah I mean, it's only now in retrospect that we're cancelling him for his uh, cannibalism. I think that's rightly so. And I think all of these films should be stricken from the record. I want to take a stand against cannibalism, if I'm honest, Sam, in my older years. Yeah, it's... I'm calling it out when I see it. It's not on. That's brave of you. Thank you. Thankfully, though, after the comments like that and comparing women to Peking duck and fucking caviar, um, he gets... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck? I, I, by the way, knowing that Yellowface was coming up in this movie, yeah. but the fact I hadn't seen it for in 25 years, like I got this cold chill like nine times before it happened. When they mm. said, or man in Hong Kong, I'm like, is that Bond in Yellowface? When he started talking about Chinese girls, I'm like, are you going to like dress up now? Or, ah, yeah. I, was, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop constantly in the first two acts. Thankfully, he gets folded into the bed that he's in by a special button. He just gets <laughs> folded away <laughs> and shot to bits by some lads who storm in. Bond's dead in the first fucking five minutes. He's gone, baby. Goodbye. Goodbye, James Bond. Yeah. And then that's when I realised it's the... Robbie Williams music here. Now, I must say, there's something quite indignant as an end for Bond. Him lying there, probably in his own comb, being flipped up into a bed and then shot. That's like pretty, like they find him and be like, oh, Jesus, you live by the sword, you know. He, yeah. And also, Bond was going on like he wanted to eat some duck after sex. That's mm. a heavy meal to be going for, Jesus. Yeah. In this weather? <laughs> In this economy? Please. Come on, like. How do you feel about the intro sequence? I think it's it's all right. It's pretty nice. Not the best, not the worst. I liked the use of footage of fissures and lava uh, yeah. Over the silhouettes of the ladies. I thought there was an over-reliance on that kind of umbrella symbol yeah. thing. You can't give that to me and not spin it around a little bit. I was mm. like wanting to go up and blow it like a pinwheel. I felt I was getting blue balls from just seeing the static pinwheel the whole yes. time. Just go into the rotation keyframe, click on that, set it to 360, loop it out, you know? Come on, get on After Effects, guys. You know, and this uh, theme song as well, some of the more hurtful fans in England would chant that, you know, when they go, <laughs> You only eat pie. <laughs> 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 fucking 
cruel shit is what that is. Oh, by the way, screenplay by... Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Oh, yeah. that explains a few things, doesn't it? You know? <laughs> the, uh, racially A couple of racially charged... Ooh, here's all the fussy other races I don't like. You know what? I'm going to read all them Roald Dahl books yep. unedited and I want to see what he's got to say about the Irish. What have you got up your dirty sleeves, Roald Dahl? Uh, what are you hiding from me? Huh? There'll be some in there, won't there? No, no I it am. I bet there is. Like, you know, there's an addendum to Charlie the Chocolate Factory, which is like, of course, none of the Irish were able to come <laughs> because they weren't given any chocolate bars. <laughs> yeah, that was a real surprise to see Roald Dahl there. And I don't think he even wrote that many screenplays. It's just he happened no. to do a bond they were like look we we've got a bit too many stereotypes you know they they will sometimes they'll find a stand-up comedian or kind of a comedy writer to kind of punch up a script a little bit yeah, make yeah. it a little bit jazzier and you know the broccolis were just looking at this going like the, the stereotypes are there but they're not like fizzing off the page yeah. with effervescent hatred and joy get roll on the get roll them in here let's go on let's do it like <laughs> get him we can do this you know <laughs> Punching down consultant Roald Dahl here. So there we go. Intro sequence done. Quite quickly, he's taken away and he is given uh, full honours. A burial at sea, Sam. And as a top agent, getting the burial at sea, militaristic is all... I always... There was something kind of somewhat romantic about that. I always thought, oh, a burial at sea on the big ship with the, with the salute and all that. Yeah. I thought that'd be, you know... I was tempted to open up the rolling document about my funeral and think, burial at sea? Mm. And then they jettisoned him into the ocean like he was a shit when you're late for your commute. He's like... <laughs> he just... It was very indignant. Yes. I hope you get to live again if that's how you die the first time. Well, in the little speech that they're giving at the start, they say something about uh, the blink of an eye uh, until the last trump. Because they're talking about trumpeting, but, like, they refer to it as the last trump of the trumpet. Yeah, it's, it's the it's that, that's the classic, like, fake death method of burial, isn't it? Burial at sea. Because you can't, yeah. you don't, there's no, you can't go to the grave. It's unknown, like, Yeah, you know? exactly. Personally, I want to be buried at Sky. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> you know... Because the the broadband service has been really bad, and I thought as a kind of a sit-in protest after I'm dead, just dump my body at Sky HQ and Leeds. <laughs> oh, okay, S- yeah. smell the place out a bit. They'll be like, "Oh God, upgrade them. Give them, give them free movies." <laughs> Two lads immediately come and like scoop up the little. Like it's not it's not a coffin, is it? It's just he's sort of no. He's mum. He's kind of mummified a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, this was a great inspiration for Mass Effect Two, where the titular character dies and is brought back before you can finish your tea. He is just straight away, like you dusted himself off, dinner, dinner, throwing his hat around on a frankly spacious submarine. Mm. Why did he even need to be in there? Like, couldn't they have swapped the bodies at some point before you just yeet him into the fucking sea? Like, he doesn't need to yeah, be like, permission was, to come aboard. It's I was kind of shocked at how little they play with it because, yeah. like, there is a scene later on when the baddies are like, wait, I thought he's dead. Yeah, we read that, didn't we? No, he's alive. Oh, fuck me. That's, that's the one That's bit. it, like, yeah. that is it. Done. Yep. Yeah, Bond's chatting to M on this lovely submarine. He's officially dead, and he's being sent to Japan. And there's a... Kevin, there's a password. They even have there, these there the is. four computers. And this comes straight from the PM himself as well. Yeah. Miss Moneypenny says, you have to say the password to me. And the password is, I love you. And Bond's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch what he'd studied at university that made him the perfect man to be our man in Tokyo? Oriental languages? 
I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that was in the special racist wing of the college. <laughs> that's, that's still there. <laughs> uh, Oriental languages are first. So yeah. what, can Bond speak like Korean, Mandarin, Japanese, all the dialects? Is that what I'm to I assume? Think that's understood about Bond as a spy, isn't it? That he's... He can kind of speak. He can blend. Well, <laughs> I was going to say mm. he can blend in, and I, t- I take that back. Mm. I, I do like that with the password being "I love you." The Secret Service is having a bit of a laugh because that's like yeah. that's a bit of fun, isn't it? That's, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. You have to laugh, ladies and gentlemen, during the Cold War. Otherwise, you get bummed out by all the all the tension. And uh, James just keeps getting shot out or into things because they just sort of plonk him out of the like torpedo bit, don't they? Just kind of go. Bloop. Off he goes. He gets shot out of that, but he has, yeah. like, no breathing device. He's just in a wetsuit with, like, an eye hole. Yeah. So, like, he gets shot out, and then he, like, floats up, and he just has to swim a bit. Like, it's <laughs> it's a bit shit, like. Yeah. Tokyo looks fucking great in this little oh. bit with all the lights and stuff. Fucking incredible. Yeah. 60s Tokyo. Ah, like, beautiful. you know, Tokyo is such a beautiful city, mm. and it's one of those cities, like New York, I think there's a few others there, where you could take me there at different, like, any point in history, and I'm like, I want to see what it looks like yeah i want to see how it's different like london i want to see how the skyline has become mutilated over <laughs> the years you know and like new york i want to see how much the skyline sways now and the, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> james goes to watch the sumo bit of sumo wrestling lovely yeah, stuff taking in a show at the old yeah. royal goku hall very very nice indeed i'm sure he has all the lingo and all he's all konnichiwa <laughs> and uh, domo origato you know he's he's got the duolingo you know before there were apps it's he's showing off that he got that first class honors in his degree i'll tell you that for nothing a nice nice lady comes to sit next to him at the sumo and james which i think he does to all ladies says yeah. i love you and that happens to be the password yeah there's a second where he's like oh wait shit the password yeah that too <laughs> obviously <Yeah. laughs> It's been like a whole 10 minutes on screen since Bond last got, you know, got with a lady, let's just say. <laughs> so he is the man in Tokyo, but he meets our man in Tokyo, yes. Mr. Henderson, who prepares Bond a stirred martini. And like I was watching him, I was like, yeah. he's making a stirred martini. That is stirred, not shaken. There's got to be a fucking whole thing going on here. And then he gives it to him and he's like, that's a stirred martini. Not a shaky one, as you traditionally might like. And Bond's like, yeah, it's very good. Well, I, I, I think that's like a little... It's it's mad that already at this point in Bond, when we're on the first Bond, the whole shaken, not stirred thing is overdone to the to the point where they've got to do a little kind of goof about it. That's a bit of fun at, at the expense of the whole shaken, not stirred thing. I was surely. expecting him just to go, and all the drink to come out of his mouth and smash yeah. it on the ground. Get, get it away. I won't drink that. Imagine as well, like, if you if you wouldn't drink a drink because it had been stirred and not shaken. I say this as a man who dabbles in the bit of mixology himself. Yeah. Grow up, James. Grow up. Get another drink. Why don't you try more than one drink? How about that? But this uh, creepy Henderson man, pretty much immediately, it's just like, hey, here's who you need to talk to. I've been in Japan for 28 years. It's, you said creepy. He looks weird. He, and you know what it is? Yeah. I'm just trying to put my finger on it. Like, why is it this guy? He's rubbed me up the wrong way. Like, he's meant to be a goodie. He's our man in Tokyo. Yeah. He sat on his bed in his robe doing business. What's yeah. going on there? Yeah. Hey, put on pants. Bonds come round. <laughs> <laughs> like, if someone's got a license to kill, you put on your fucking trousers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he pays the price for not putting on his trousers. Yes, that's gets, why you're murdered. Gets stabbed in the back while chatting. Because it's through those, you know, thin kind of 
papery walls that he could perfect be. Perfect for murder. Yeah, perfect for perforation of both paper and flesh. So. I will say, Sam, yeah. in terms of ways to go, he looked tremendously at peace for a man who was murdered yeah. mid-sentence. He went fucking beautifully. Jesus, mm-hmm. if Granny went like that, there'd have been no problem. <laughs> that was like, honestly, that was beautiful. It was great. Now, yeah, you know what? Actually, that's yeah. not a bad way now. Put that in the dock. It's one way to go. Bond, he chases after the assailants and I got that chill of like, uh-oh, is this the, Uh-oh. Is this the moment? Because he does disguise himself as the lad who just killed Henderson. He kind of Yes, it's true. It's an assassin who's wearing a face mask, and this assassin has been infected with the woke mind virus. <laughs> so that is why he is doing something stupid, like trying to stop himself getting sick. Idiot. Why would you do that? Bond, Hitman style, puts on this guy's clothes, and that's enough to like get him into the car going, oh, I've been hurt by James Bond, but convincingly enough that he gets taken away. And that, Sam, is why you do team building exercises with your team and your group. Because, like, if some lad came on here bundled up wearing a face mask pretending to be me, yeah. my co-host would know almost immediately. Yeah. Like, within, within five, ten minutes. Like that. It would be impressive if they got the accents just right with you, I think. That would... if You know what? If they could do that convincingly, maybe I might... You know, maybe hey, you could have a job in your midst if you could do that. Like get in touch, <laughs> cinemasworld@gmail.com. You know, lighten the load. Actually, you know what? I don't want people sending in their impressions of you. I think that would be. Awful. And it has to be an impression of me wearing a face mask, yeah. doubled over, <sighs> like I've been attacked by James Bond. Remember? Yes. So James gets carried all the way into this chemicals office. I should have known straight out of a Sato chemicals playbook. This was. Yeah. And he's dropped off just before this lad finally realizes oh the person in the back of my car and who i've been with this whole time is not who i thought and we get a big fight that's i think great pretty cool you know throwing him through those paper doors hitting each other with sofas which felt very much like the old wwe games yeah go backstage and pick up stuff go yeah it it reminded me of of smackdown 2 reminded me of yakuza the the whole Mm. series there was a lot of fun, and I'll tell you what, one thing this movie has, and maybe it's just because we're at a point with Bond now where the budget is balubas. Yeah. But the sets are massive. Yeah, big and there you could fit like ten ghosts on Mars in this room alone. Like the entire <laughs> set for that whole movie. It's a big old office. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Lots of room for fighting, and they take full advantage. Bond the swords are out at one point, but Bond just whacks this bloke with a statue. Yeah, it was very uh, Indiana Jones-esque at points, this uh, this fight scene here. Mm. I will say this was probably, I don't say the highlight of the movie, but this is one of my favourite parts of the movie. Because when Bond... When Bond is too effortless, yeah. it gets a little, you know, I do find those bits silly and fun. But if I'm to describe the Bond feeling, it's not him being completely effortless and not breaking mm. the sweat. Him being a bit like, fuck me, and needing a bit of a drink afterwards. Yeah. I like that a lot. That was human Bond. Yeah, he struggles a bit throughout some of this. And sometimes he's a bit of a fucking idiot as well. And I think that's good to have. In, you can't you can't just be invincible and amazing all the time. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much like me and Hitman. Like, a few impressive moments, but alarms yeah. will be sent off. And most importantly, when it comes to the important bit, you will mess it up and get chased. Yes. But we'll all have fun along the way. Exactly. Bond cracks into a safe, grabs some 
paper. He kind of grabs the papers without really looking at what he's grabbing. I know, he's just, it, but like oh. when you're a spy, Sam, you have a sixth sense for where the important docs are. And I was really was hoping he'd shove later and be like, look what I've got, like payroll for June. Like, what's, yeah. why, 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 why is there a lot of P45s in here? I don't understand why you brought me this. Yeah, Bond also kind of very casually kills people in this scene. Yeah. Like he's yeah. chased by a few security guards and he doesn't even look at them. He doesn't even pull his gun up the whole way. He kind of shoots them down low and they're like, Ugh! you know, just kills them off. No yeah. bother. No sweat. That's what happens when you've got the license to kill. You know, you start to take it for granted and just or, kill. Sam, yeah. maybe yes. we're looking at why you shouldn't drink and kill like Bond is. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you are going to kill someone, I would suggest you do it sober and mm. then you can operate that machinery practically. I agree with you. Now, as he's heading out the building the nice lady from before rescues him and drives him out of there so that's that's good bond wants information from her as to what's going on there's a lot of that in this movie of going from place what's to going place. on what happened <laughs> she, i'm confused she runs away then stops she outruns him in yeah. heels Pack uh, you it know. in, Bond. Game over. Yeah. You don't need this old Scottish lad anymore. He can't even do the job. He's tricked into tumbling down a trap door and oh. down a slide. Um, <laughs> That's gr- I want to go down that. Yeah. I want to go back to Tokyo and find that slide. Wee! And then he's in the room with Tiger Tanaka. Who is, Great name. Great name. Who's he? What's his role? He's kind of there. Japanese guy. He's like their secret service contact. Right. He's, he's part of SIRS. Although mm. I will say, as cool as his name is, and as cool as the guy looks, yeah. and it's it's also cool that Bond has got, you know, a lot of Japanese pals in this edition of James Bond. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but Tiger Tanaka is very clumsily dubbed with a strange non-voice right, okay. that is um. not his. And he feels like he's from like a movie from 10 years prior or something. Because he speaks like this in a very dramatic voice. He, he, he felt like he was out of the shitty American dub of Godzilla. Like it was really <laughs> poorly done. But it's worth it for him saying I love you in that voice, isn't it? When he has to that is true. like, I love you. I love God. you. <laughs> now, I tell you what I fucking love. Them mm. coming to the conclusion from looking at these important documents that this group, this evil chemical group, is either smuggling rocket fuel or smoked salmon. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out it was actually my wife's evil plot to smuggle smoked salmon. Yeah. Separate plot. But they are, yeah, it's rocket fuel they're smuggling. It's the rocket fuel. And they're talking about this on a, a private train underground. Yeah, move over PJs. PTs is where it's at. Yeah. Private trains. Oh. Tanaka, he doesn't walk the streets of Tokyo. It's too dangerous for a man in his position. And I like shaggy, particularly when it's given to me at the correct temperature of 98.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Very good, Bond. However, there's some sake that is actually better served at a warmer temperature because it is just how it is uh, best enjoyed. And saying that all sake should be drank at only one temperature is fucking stupid. Shame on you. And shame on Tiger Tanaka for letting this fucking idiot Westerner come over and spout a load of bullshit and be like, ah, you're a man of refined taste. I know this by the bullshit you're spouting. Look, fucking he, wrong. He's humoring him. He's going, ah, that's yes, it. yes, yeah. you got your first in Oriental languages. You understand all <laughs> of that. It's culture. a real degree, Mr. Bond. Yes, yes it's very yes. recognized in all the uh, <laughs> countries that uh, are ascribed that weird name you've given it. I do like as well when him and Tanaka are sat down, they're doing the whole kind of like planning stuff, you know, where they're yeah. like, 
ah, yes, it's coming here then. And they are speaking like a movie in 20 years' time where they would be talking to, to a computer, being like, let me get a copy of the coordinates that came from the shipping log. Except there's just a dude in the corner with a clipboard being like, yep. oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that as well. Yeah. And let me get a hard copy of that picture that you've just shown me. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. Yep. Does, does it over there? Scribbling it down in his notes. Yeah. Hard work. Hard working um, man. So one of the things that Bond nicks was a photo negative, and there's a micro dot on it, which I love. Like, I, I, I wasn't familiar with micro dot. And the micro dot basically says, look, this is a picture of a boat, and we killed the tourist who took this photo as a precaution. They liquidated her. What? Liquidated. Yeah. What? Yeah. So maybe she, maybe she's not dead. She's just... She's a liquid. Soup. Yeah, it happens. I've had a liquid phase. It's okay. It takes some adjustment. Now, Mr. Tanaka, Tiger, he's just got a bunch of women in their pants living in his house. Is that... He sure does. Yeah. Now, are these girls vetted? Because you're just casually chatting international espionage and corporate secrets with, like, yeah. five unnamed ladies. And this man is as happy as can be because he's like... Yeah, I get bathed by all these ladies because in Japan, men come first to then go to sleep and it's the best. I love Japan. And Bond's like, ah, I too despise the notion of female pleasure. Well, lather me up. The thing is, Mr. Bond, you've got chest hair, which they are fascinated by. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And then he spouts some proverb about birds making their nests. Yeah, the, the proverb trees. is... Birds love hairy chests, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. want to get shifted by a bird, have a hairy chest, huh? Yes. You'll be um, grand. And again, you know, Bond's got to pick a girl that he wants for his massage. Um, pick a girl. Pick a girl. Pick which one you want. And in response to his choice, he's told, good choice, she's very sexiful, which, I mean, that feels like a roll doll. Fucking yeah, line. <laughs> very good. And Rolls is back there being like... <laughs> hey, Roll, um, do you want to go to Japan? No. <laughs> no. I want to sit here and eat chocolate and be fucking racist. <laughs> I hate all the races. The girl from before, uh, the sports car girl, uh, Aki, she... She tags in to have sex with him. Yeah, which there's a much worse version of this scene in uh, the film The Boat That Rocked with Nick Frost, but we, w we won't talk about that. Save that um, for the best of British swill <laughs> vote, I'm assuming. It's a re really horrible thing. But like, yeah, he, she's like, oh, I'm going to sneak in and continue the massage. And Bond at this point is like, oh, and then yeah, starts... he's delighted she's here. Yeah, and they have a bit of kissing, which I didn't realize was on the cards for for these two. But yes, but they kissed and then it faded to black, which means Bond definitely had sex. That's yes. the rule. Yes, you know yes, it. yes. Now he <laughs> he gets a meeting with the head of the chemical company that he just broke into. The balls on this guy, huh? Yeah. Literally returning to the scene of the crime. Like, they're there offering him a drink and they're going to go into the cupboard where he buried a body from <laughs> the four people he murdered. He's like, oh, you know, come on. Wait till the high alert goes down at least, man. Did you catch his undercover name? Oh, was it, it wasn't Anderson. It was, uh, what was this? Mr. Fisher. Mr. Fisher. Mr. Fisher. Because he was yeah. fishing for some clues, I well, think. Well, he so. was, yeah. But this Asato lad, he's already on to Bond. Like, he knows that he's got guns, he's spying on him, but he's so far not letting on. What he does is he's leaving enough stuff there for Bond to do himself in. There's yep. a sexy evil lady. 
There's yep. champagne. It's early in the morning. He's going to get him drunk. He's going to he's going to get him drunk and then send him on a car chase. He's hoping that Bond will assassinate himself. Basically, I mean, Bond thinks he's absolutely nailed this fake meeting, and he's <laughs> he's fucked. Like he walks so confidently out the door, wearing the same clothes as he was. He's got blood on his hands. Whereas the person he's just been talking to is like fucking kill him and they're they're literally pulling alongside him to murder him and aki manages to again save him from obliteration like he's a fucking yeah. oblivious idiot at this point he's very like, oblivious yeah. like yeah they're offering him a drink he's like well a drink well i should torch the many successful murders i committed <laughs> last night so yes thank you don perignon so yeah uh, aki yeah. as well as capturing his heart has saved his fanny on at least two occasions so far yes um just laughing at the word fanny, listeners. I'm good. so sorry. I just, you know. It's good. It's a good word. Car chase time. And oh, this, this was good. It's an especially fun car chase because... Because the small streets of Tokyo. Yes, yes. And the big magnet of helicopter, which is, ah, yes. lovely stuff. How... Yeah. Difficult must that be to store and to work around in the in the hangar when one of your helicopters has got a big old magnet on it? Say, like, oh, don't bring Hi. any tools near. You know, oh man, great stuff. Loved it so much. The lads who were chasing Bonds, they just get picked up by the big magnet, and the one who's driving is still like turning the wheel when he's lifted up in the air. Like, mate, that's that's not going to help you. Fabulous. You're in the air, but really funny. They get flown over the water and just splooshed right in there. A lot Unreal. of Unreal. Yeah. So good. Why isn't there routine... Like, I know there are magnets available in, like, Grand Theft Auto games in yeah. some respects, but I don't think we have the simple helicopter with a big magnet and plunk someone up very easily. There's all this aligning that I have to do. I just want to... You know what? Yeah. Big boys toys. I want a big magnet and a helicopter. I want to pick up a car and place it somewhere else. I don't know if this resonates with you, but I can feel the video game physics of that. Like, I know oh, how yeah. it would feel to control what's happening there, you know? Yeah, and, like, yeah. I will say, this is probably one of the most video gamey Bonds we've mm. seen, like, because, you know, I know IO, the folks who made Hitman, are making a James Bond game as of 2023, and, like, there are <laughs> lots of scenes of him, you know, when he knocks someone out, carefully putting them in the corner yeah, yeah. and closing the door and all that, you know? It's, uh, it lines it's, up. it's a very action-packed Bond. There's very little faffing around and talking in this. You're on to the next thing almost yeah. immediately after whatever fun thing has just happened. Because we just had a big magnet shooty gun car chase. Mm. And then he turns and he goes, shend little Nelly. And immediately you're like, what the fuck is going to... Ah! What's going to happen now? And accompanied by her father. Ah! So, yeah. Father? <laughs> <laughs> they head to the dock to investigate this mystery boat. There's, of course, a mystery boat they've got to investigate. Oh, man. Yeah. And fucking Bond has to fight the mad angels from Shenmue 1 down <laughs> the dock. This is great. And we got the big chopper sequence of them filming on the roof. That oh, was amazing. Right. That, that was cool. fucking beautiful. I love yeah. that. So Bond fights off some lads at the docks and then gets up onto some roofs, I think, and is just running along. And you just get this amazing long helicopter shot Loads of him. People just, Loads you know, of people yeah. running, him just beating them up and keeping going. That, again, felt like fucking top-down video game type thing, but, you know, cinematic. It was, uh, it was lovely to watch. You don't get that giant sense of scope and space in spy movies in the 60s. 
usually. No. And I think this had come at the point now where, because Bond had been around for, you know, six or seven years at this yeah. point, I think that the spy genre, you know, it was obviously an easy thing for them to stick out loads of, of spy movies. So I guess they went bigger and badder. And my God, it absolutely shows. This is fucking badass. And I rarely, rarely get into that feeling with Connery Bonds. Where I'm no. Like pumping my fist and going, yes. You know, this is a more of a live and let die feeling that I'm getting here in yes. the 60s. Very fun. So much of what he's doing at this point in the movie feels like it would be very satisfying because then after that, he's doing fucking swanton bombs off yes! the levels of this ship onto like padded. Th- and he just knows that those bits are padded, which is well, very Yeah, impressive. because he yeah. synced up the area. So he's got all the markers on his mini map now and he <laughs> can jump off there. It's, ni- it's nice and safe. Yeah. He comes across the evil lady from before. Bond, you should have known she was evil. She's wearing an evil dress now. Yes. Come on, Bond, get yeah. it together. And he is, he's not actually tortured. He's threatened with being tortured. And then she's just like straight into kissing him. And it's like, oh, are you with me now? And she's like, no, I just want to kiss you while you're all tied up. Might cut your skin in a bit. So whoop. Hang yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, that that for me really reads as foreplay, doesn't it? You know, I've got a special tool that removes skin. Let's have a big snog, you know. And for some people, again, you know, that's their thing. And that will have awoken I think awoken Bond something. is establishing many tropes across all media here in this movie here. I'm not going not gonna to lie, in terms of Bond girl... The look, the, the mm-hmm. sultry voice, all that great. But at her job, she is rather shit. She lets him go pretty much immediately. <laughs> yes. He, he uses, by the way, he uses that skin slicer to cut her, I think her bra straps or her dress straps, which is, you know, classic Bond. I think they, they have it away. So she's let him go. He thinks. That means sex if you're not from Nottingham, yes, by the sorry, way. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, they, they have it away. Have it away. They have it away. Yeah. Have it away. What are you ordering something from the fish and chip <laughs> shop for? later no i'll I'll have it away actually no so i'll have it (laughs) that's when i (laughs) when i go to see forest at let's say derby we're gonna have it away like we're we're going to the away game to really have it you know that's that's what that means yeah she was bluffing though when she let him go because he's like i'll split the money with you i said okay but they get in a plane and then she's like I just wanted to trap you in this plane and then jump out of the plane, which is parachuted out. Yeah, her death trap of a plane is is probably one or two iterations away from being functional because she kind of just puts like a slot of MDF wood. Yeah. Like, and he's like, oh no, an Ikea death trap. I'll never get out of this pressed cork. Look, pretty handily gets out of it, you know. And I'm not sure how many planes are lost to failed assassinations every year, but yeah. I imagine it's it's quite a few. It's very fun. It's like a fun scene. We get to see Bond at the last minute do a sort of emergency landing of this plane. But also this secretary woman, who is also, you know, high rank assassin had every opportunity to kill bond oh yeah wanted to show off and i think that's yeah that's her it. doing here. she wanted to yeah. show off her cool plane yeah her cool pilot outfit you yeah. know she was she was too into the whole shimoli unfortunately yes and i did like as well when tiger tanaka is talking with aki and he's like ah he's been he's been with that woman i wonder if anything's happened and aki goes he wouldn't touch that horrible girl <laughs> Mm, he's already like you know i would say if you're anywhere near james bond get tested because yeah this is even by casual sex's standards very informal very (laughs) informal indeed (laughs) 
Q's here. Q's here. Oh, and he's all angry because he's had to travel. And because he's a banged up boozy Brit abroad, he's got his special British traveling outfit of basically look like he's gone on safari. Yes. And Bond's like, hello, dad. Is my girl hot and ready? And I'm like, that's, look, they've got a fun banter based relationship. And I, I can get behind that. The setup here of Little Nelly, the kind of jump cut construction scene. It's so yes. good. It's like the helicopter shot of the fighting. This is another thing where I'm like, this feels almost more modern than this time would let on. I really and like it is, that. It scene. feels like not like Bond no, for that reason no. because it feels like yeah, you wouldn't get this. But it is so funny when they wrote when they said Little Nelly was here. I wrote down that Bond is definitely going to have sex with Little Nelly, and then of yeah. course we realized that Bond had just been fiddling away at Tears of the Kingdom to make the ultimate helicopter sex machine for him to definitely have sex with. <laughs> it's a tiny little helicopter rigged with all sorts of weaponry it looks so stupid and i fucking oh love it God. and i want to have a go and he has this special little hat he has to wear when he is in it as well that yeah. makes him look like a shit mario brother this thing is overloaded this is like what you get when you beat the game and you want to go back and just this is what you get when you beat the game and you want to go back and just have fun it shoots yeah. and this is by my calculation 60 missiles a minute yeah 60 missiles heat seeking that is a minute that's one missile a second you don't need that many missiles bond save some for the cuban missile crisis that's <laughs> so many missiles <laughs> you you mentioned uh tears of the kingdom i think bond having a look around this island very much reminds me of the fan and steering stick bike that i've been using to explore and i know some people think that's Scopes. bad but uh, yeah, just to kind of like cruise around and look at stuff. It feels very a few markers. Very you know, nice. Again, yeah. Very video gamey. Bond mm. checks out all of the zones and he notes there's nothing here but volcanoes. Keep that in your back pocket for later on because it's time for the best type of dust up. It's a chopper dust up. Those yeah. whirly birds know how to fight, baby. And I like seeing helicopters explode en masse. Yes. And he almost takes full advantage of those 60 missiles a minute because I swear there were 60 helicopters exploded in a second. The first helicopter goon we see, mm. he looked exactly like Kendall Roy because he had this kind of spaced out look and he was like, oh, yeah, helicopters are good. It tracks, it flies, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fucking funny watching him explode. Yeah. Yeah. I was laughing my head off. I've not laughed so much at people dying on screen in a long time. Yeah, that, was, Good job, Bond. You brought joy to the murder. I think it's because he's in a funny little mini helicopter and these are all big boys and he's still making... I'll tell you what he makes of them. Neat work is what he makes he of does. them. He makes he neat does. work of these guys. <laughs> he, he does. He makes very neat work. And as yeah. he's making neat work of them, it's going... If you want to know what the Bond feeling is for me right now, it's that. It's that music playing as loads of helicopters explode, made only better by the few shots of Sean Connery going, <sighs> you're so <laughs> You're flying around in a special death machine. <sighs> and Kevin, I'm amazed that I get to say this. After that, meanwhile, in space... Yay! We've got another naughty mystery space gobbler gobbling up a Soviet ship now. Oh, it takes all sorts. And so things are getting heated up and controversial in terms of international relations. So. When the gobbler descends, yeah. 
There is a sentence. <laughs> when the when the gobbler descends, that animation, it was like I was watching like an early War of the Worlds adaptation or yeah. something. It had yeah. very much like an animation you'd see on BBC children's programming in the 70s, maybe. Mm. And when James Bond came down from outer space, and then some like prog guitarists will go to work on it. Man, it was great. Let me tell you, you like basses? This mm. is the movie for you. This move over my local home base. This is the base I want to be in. It's huge. Yes, this secret volcano base. Now, we mentioned before references and things that have nicked things wholesale. Hank Scorpio's base in The Simpsons literally, in some cases, looks like it was traced from this. Like it's Well, Sam, the what's same. the name of that episode? Uh oh, it's it's you, yeah. Yeah. What uh, is it? You only it's moved you twice. You only moved twice. So it is. It, it's a straight rip. Yes. It's, of ah. course it's a straight rip that all makes sense now but it, it looks identical also as well in terms of copycats i bet someone in dubai has actually done this built a base yeah. inside an active volcano of course and you, you can get 48 pound fish and chips in it there's loads of apartments no one's bought them it's looking really good a good investment they had to actually build the volcano to then build a base <laughs> in the volcano <laughs> yeah they built a new machine that will cause the plates to collide <laughs> yes. and uh, create new mass the effects look looks a little bit hokey of the gobbler, the descent of the gobbler. And what did you call it? As the gobbler descends. Which the feels descends. like an album or an uh, autobiography yeah, or something. It's a King yeah. Crimson album, actually. <laughs> the descent of the gobbler. Like. <laughs> but, Kevin, who have we got in here in this secret underground base? Dinner, dinner. It's Blofeld. It's Blofeld. It's Blofeld. Man himself, who we did see in From Russia with Love, I believe. But Except we didn't, didn't see, see him. Yes, yes. Yes. You can tell because of the cat, which got Stanley's dander up. So oh, there's a bit really? Of, bit of Stanley dander there from Blofeld's oh, cat. I want you to read on this with, with Blofeld, because yeah. Blofeld's cat, it got Joe thinking. She doesn't like seeing Blofeld and the cat. Because the way he strokes the cat is very, like, shit. Like, if you were to stroke a cat like that, the cat would be like... But I was like, but Blofeld's a baddie. And he's not stroking this cat because he likes the cat. He's stroking it as, like, a a power play. So I was thinking it was an actual stylistic choice for the actor to pet this cat in a slightly untoward way. I don't know what you thought of it. As a man who stroked a cat in his day. Well, it depends on whether the cat is... Evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, look, the actor shouldn't be stroking the cat badly, whatever happens, right? Unless right. it's not a real cat for the stroking moments. Or not a real hand, like it's really soft or whatever <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it could be a stylistic thing to be like, he's not very nice to the cat. But I, I think the implication with Blofeld is that he only cares for the cat and doesn't care for people in the same oh, way so i think i, I think see. he's meant to be nice to the cat but it's just yeah he's always singing to it he's like you only live <laughs> nine times <laughs> now i don't know about you sam but seeing yeah. these poor astronauts who've been captured mm. have the indignity of having to walk out of their spaceship in their spacesuits and they're all like Ugh. it'd be like if you're in your togs and you ended up outside the community center you know yes, the leisure center yeah. you'd be like Ugh. it just it feels Ugh. wrong wrong clothes severely it's, wrong clothes it's embarrassing mm. and unfair i would say now blofeld he's got piranha fish in his lair and he sure does he's also got the 
secretary assassin lady who didn't kill Bond here. You can get the job done. And as congratulations, she's given a celebratory Parmaham. Wrong. It's used to rile up as a starter the piranhas who then yeah. eat her. Yeah, she's gone. And the, the instruction from Blofeld is kill Bond now. Kill him. Now. Kill Bond. Come on. Uh, I hate Bond. Bond. <laughs> Bond, meanwhile, and I got that chill again, heads to ninja school. <laughs> Tiger Tanaka literally goes, I have ninjas. And then we're like, in his ninja school, he's like, this is my ninja training school. Yes. It is straight out of the silliest, most ridiculous interpretation of Eastern culture that 60s Hollywood could provide. Basically a load of noisy men and geese doing vaguely every martial art that the writers could think of after a yeah. two-hour powwow and blue sky thinking session. There's a bit of a keto, there's some ninja stars, and he's like, and here are modern ninjas. And they just got guns, like they're running around with revolvers, <laughs> going bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Fucking great. The things that worried me here, and rightly so, were you will take a wife to maintain cover, uh -oh. and but first you must become Japanese. Oh! Uh, oh. What, like metaphorically, <laughs> or... Uh, this whole bit, right, yeah. was total padding unnecessary. There's no reason why Bond shouldn't go to ninja training school and then go out in his boat and find the cave and then go on the adventure. We have this like weird 20 minute sequence where he gets fucking special racist surgery. And it's not like as well, oh, they kind of gussy him up and put him in the clothes. Like they make out like his fucking face off. He's in this big fucking yeah. lab and they're like painting him. And like, oh God. I mean, it's weird that that, that that scene of them doing it is in it and being like, die why you only die you should just die the bits that are on show of my skin and i'm like you're talking about dying all right oh, the actual reveal of how he looks after all of this i mean fucking hell, like i don't know what i <laughs> there's not really a, there's not a good way this could go no but it was but somewhat, it, like i don't want to say you were disappointed by the yellow face but it was mostly a bad shit. haircut was it? it was it was really shit like like I don't know if that's a better result or not. Like I, I know I, it's 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 quite quite murky unknown territory here. Yeah. Because if it was better, it would have been worse. You know what I mean? But it's pointless to the point where it's like there's no reason really for no. any of that to have happened other than they thought it was a laugh to basically put a, a wig on him. They're pranking Bond. They're pranking Connery because it's his last one. They're like, hey, you know? Come on. Oh, is this like, a, is this a rib? Is he being ribbed yeah, here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't yeah. find his bag to shit in, so instead they gave him jokey yellow face as well. It was the style in the late 60s, I believe. And then they poisoned his girlfriend from from up top as well. Yeah, uh, it's... It, yeah. It's quite a peculiar sequence because he, you know, he has his wedding, the traditional, like, Shinto wedding with the priest, the family... And he goes to like the village and there's some, you know, he's in this very pretty scenic Japanese fishing village and it's cool to see more, more of that beautiful landscape and all that. But it is, maybe because we're so nonstop action the rest of the time, this bit I was like, when's Bond going to take off his yellow face and go <laughs> kill people? <laughs> But no, it's there for longer than it needs to be. And he's also at one point dressed up like Snufkin from the Moomins. He's got this big hat on him and he's dressed <laughs> all shabbily. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, and I like that the wife, who they refer to repeatedly as his pig-faced wife, even though yes, she is yeah. beautiful, she's like, well, we're sleeping in separate beds, Mr. Bond. And he's like, but we're supposed to be married. And she's like, well, 
we're not like you know you used a fake it's name. business and then he's like i'm not eating these oysters now because i don't need <laughs> the aphrodisiac that they would allegedly provide <laughs> he looks down at his uh plate of viagra and is like no yeah, i, I, no, I shan't no. be needing this <laughs> eyes bigger than my stomach i guess also, the fact that uh, Aki was assassinated instead of Bond and dies, he, he shows no emotion about that at all. But nah, I know that's Bond. Because he's got, he's got a, new, a new Japanese lady to have sex with, which I'm pretty sure yes. he will before the end of the movie. So don't worry, Bond. He'll, he'll move on. He'll move on. Another very kind of video game, very Zelda-y thing is rowing into a mystery cave on a big island. Love right. that. I like that yes, kind please. of exploration. And climbing up a big mountain near the volcano to have a little look at it. I can't remember why Bond's wife here, who I think is called Kissy, but I only know that from the Wikipedia Kissy, page. Yes. Well, I don't know why she's in her pants, but I guess it's it's Bond, isn't it? So Because they're meant to be honeymooning, so I think the cover, so people don't know what's going on, is that yeah. they're, they're splashing about in the bay right. and then they go to the cave of secrets i will say appreciated bond's quick reaction in the cave of secrets when there was gas and he immediately jumped under the water i feel you and i with a lifetime and a childhood of scaremongering about radon and carbon monoxide mm. the silent killer that we would similarly be quick to react to any evil inert gases in our midst no, nah, I'd be, I'd be dead. I just, oh, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't, Sam. I wouldn't know to go underwater. I, I wouldn't think it through. Did you get the radon chat in school? No, I don't think we did. I don't think we got a radon, really? radon chat. We got, no. we got the radon chat in school. And the best bit about the radon chat in school is that my teacher, and the, keep in mind, in my classroom in Ireland, there was only like six of us in my class, so we were a very mm. small village, and we got the radon chat about how it will kill you. We're all like ten years old, but like it will kill you. You will die. And I think she had over heard me the teacher talking about playing video games and she was like here's an example of someone who would definitely get killed by radon maybe they go home after school maybe they turn on their computer and maybe they play it for hours and hours those people are going to die of radon <laughs> kevin kevin and i was like but my my computer i play 3d movie maker upstairs miss and she's like, damn it almost at the kid believing he's gonna die of radon damn it <laughs> Yo, Irish government, give me a new evil gas to scare him with. This one's not working anymore. So, Bond and Kissy, they head down into the volcano to see what's what. And they discover that the water is not, in fact, water. It's metal. <gasps> da Some honeymoon. God, not even water on your, uh, on your resort. It's just no. metal painted to look like it. He does go, some honeymoon, at this point, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Like he was literally letting you, the audience, and more importantly, Kissy, know that he is expecting sex on this reconnaissance mission at some yes. point. Bond sneaks into the lair, right? He's prepared because he's dressed in espionage layers. He's got like a tactical suit underneath his diving gear. Very smart. Very smart. Sneaks in, manages to blow the lock on the prison that's housing the astronauts. And did you notice the astronauts and the cosmonauts... Once they were sat down chatting, they were all fast friends. Yeah. Oh, wow. Turns out our political and geographical differences are not really worth the paper they're printed on. We call them cosmonauts. We call them astronauts. I want to buy you a beer. I want to buy you a beer. Sam, I, I don't know if you're ready for this. It's a hot day. Yeah. I don't know if you can take a sick burn, but uh, here it comes. All right. Uh, this villain's lair's got a better connected rail system than the East Midlands. There oh, you go. Oh, mate. Yeah. Suck oh, no it. need. No yeah. need. No yeah. need for that. 
that one service from Lincoln to London was more more than enough. So uh, plenty, I actually. Don't know what you. Maybe I don't about. want to go to London. Maybe I don't <laughs> want to go. You think about that? Maybe I want to go to Edinburgh instead. Meanwhile, while Bond is freeing astronauts and cosmonauts, who I assume bonded over footy in their prison cell, oh, Tissy yeah. is swimming back, getting shot at by helicopters, but she just dives down underwater. Very capable here. In, in her situation. Well, the bikini gives you a buff for swimming, I believe, so yeah. maybe that's why. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, Bond, he, he, <laughs> he dresses up as an astronaut, tries to sneak on board the spaceship, and Blofeld is like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's whoa. a space head. He knows something's amiss. This guy doesn't look right. Get Bring him in here. I, that, I reckon that's James. Bring, bring him in. Bring him in. And he comes in. T- I told you. I told you it was James. See? Didn't I yeah. tell you? Yeah. So Blow, Blofeld finally introduces himself. This is a big moment. He shows his Blowface, and we see we see <laughs> Blofeld for the first time. And it's iconic because he says the name of the movie as well. He's like, tonight, yes. Mr. Bond is the quantum of solace, <laughs> whatever that fucking means. <laughs> yes, this is my second life. He says, he mentioned second life. So that's... Hey. That theory is confirmed. Blofeld's like, I, I'm about to inaugurate a little war. So it's the whole thing of like, he wants all the global powers to hate each other so that he can come in with whatever he's got going on and take over the world. That's presumably his his plot he is here. profiting off of geopolitical conflict. You hate to see it. Yes. And he's going to eat a third spaceship as well <laughs> because... He's hungry. It is unlimited. You said it was unlimited spaceships I could eat, and this would normally cost me six fifty, but I get it free with my main meal, so I'm going for a third spaceship. Yeah. You can't stop me, Harvester. I mean uh, space. <laughs> Everyone at the table's looking away embarrassed, but <laughs> Blowfield's like, no, no, I'm gonna eat it. Um <laughs> Kissy has managed to swim back to Tanaka and get the army of ninjas over here. Quick Ninja quick time. team, go! Yeah, but they're getting shot at by crater guns. Blofeld's got crater guns inside the volcano shooting at them. And he also has, he's separated his goons into ketchup and mustard. He's yes, got very yeah. stylistic goons. And the good guys all wearing all grey. Guess they're camouflage in the volcano. Very smart. Very well, they're smart the mayonnaise, guys. aren't they? The mayonnaise that's gone off a little bit. Grayonnaise? You know. Grayonnaise? <laughs> No, Sam, this is grayonnaise. <laughs> um, now, Blofeld says, my guns can kill a small army. You can watch it all on TV. It will likely We've got be a the- medium army, mate, so I don't know what the fuck your problem is. You're screwed. It will likely be the last program that you see. And Bond's response is, well, if we're going to watch fucking telly, can I at least have a Siggy on the go, please? And uh, uh... Blofeld is like, oh, oh yeah, get... Make sure you get his cigarettes for him, because, you know... Did you know to this? I think it was the the time of of when it came out, there was a lot of, like, very pointed, ah, cigarettes. Yeah. You're going to die. Like, you will die. Hope you're going to enjoy dying there with your cigarettes, Mr. Bond. And Bofeld, of course, is like, oh, well, I'm a baddie, so obviously I love cigarettes. So, yeah, take it out. Yeah, go on, smoke them up. Smoke them up. Do you reckon if this scene was in the new Woke Bond, Bond would say... Well, if I'm going to watch this YouTube clip, I got to have my vape. Do you think that would be the thing? No, because Bond would be like, actually, the research on vapes is currently very murky. A lot of special interests and dark money going into it. So I'm going to forego my vape for now. 
But, you enjoy them at home. Smoke them if you got them, you know? But, but imagine the gadgets you could get inside a vape, you know? Imagine oh, yeah, the gizmos yeah, right. and gubbins you could fit inside that, you know? You suck on this bond and you can blow poison gas everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can suck on this bond and make a stranger smell vanilla on the tube. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the cigarettes are a secret gun, so Bond does oh, a little bit of shooting. Oh, it's a cigarette cannon man that thing blows the dude in half bam now this massive shootout between basically two fucking armies in this base oh you realize that the color coding is just to differentiate like on the football like you've got a home kit and a away kit exactly and lord of the rings may have benefited from some of this denunciation of who's yes. who but man what a scene millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah oh my god great stuff it looks expensive. I recognised it from that bit in The Simpsons again where Hank Scorpio is like talking to Homer while all of this is happening in the background. It happens in Austin good. Powers as well, yeah, exactly like it's, this. There's a lot of this taken straight from it. Man, there is a... It's beautiful. And you know what? What I love about this is you could take away five minutes of this or you could add on another five minutes. Yeah. It wouldn't make any difference. I'd no. still be like... <laughs> Beautiful stuff, a lot of fun. And we've only got like six minutes until the world goes to war, by the way, because that gobbler is descending. Or It's not Ooh. descending, it's going horizontal. I will say as well, mm. fun thing to do during this scene where you've got all the kind of colourful baddies taking on all the uh, lads in all grey suits. Yes. If, like me, you've got glasses, if you take them off, it looks like Putty Patrol are finally putting the boots <laughs> and fucking up the Power Rangers. <laughs> Get them! Get yeah. those fucking teenage bastards! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Asato of Asato Chemicals is shot by Blofeld. Oh, that was great. Blofeld has like 9,000 opportunities to kill Bond. And he's like, but first my close associates. <laughs> Bang. All right, now you come over here. He tries to shoot Bond, but Tiger Tanaka gets him with a ninja star because he runs a ninja school. So, uh, of course. He comes free, free stars. That, that makes sense. Were you surprised that Sean Connery yielded the floor so much to, like, most of the action, the finale here is other people. It's not well, Bond. It's Bond and his hundred <laughs> mates. You mentioned the Duncan Bannatyne thing of one foot out the door a little bit. And I wonder whether Sean's, <laughs> like, running away from the scene. Like, <laughs> he's just like, well, you guys, take this scene and enjoy yourself but i thought that was actually weirdly refreshing to just have yeah. a real bang bang fest focusing on people who aren't necessarily but you, you barely know where he is for quite a bit of this scene like he's in there somewhere but he's kind of lost oh, in the, in the man, break and the forums went alight with rage when they found out bond has been replaced by 116 ninjas they hated that idea woke mind virus bastards no it's 007 not 700 that's uh, that's what i've always said um, flipped it up on its head. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, also, there is a kind of sub baddie here who but does fuck all, but I think it's called Hands. Hands. Big man. Oh, yeah, Hands. big man Hands. Yeah. I, call, I called him Hank. <laughs> Hank. Hands. He's going to get this Hands. Yeah, it's, it's a standard yeah. big man bond fight. Yeah. You know, it was, it was remarkably similar to the other big man Bond fight we had earlier on in the movie, but fine. It was. I suppose we get the big army battle in the other room, and then we get a kind of more more private fight yes. for Bond and Sean Connery in this room. And yes, it's kind of 
as you say, the same as the one before, and this lad gets thrown into the piranhas. And we get one of our only quips in the whole movie when he goes, Bon appetit. Yeah. Because you know, the uh, the piranhas. And I think that's like, is that them trying to turn away from it or be like, oh, less, less quips, less puns? Because when Roger Moore comes in, I feel like the puns are back. But here, yeah. it's like they're stepping away from it. Me, personally, if I dump someone in there and they get eaten by piranhas, I would have went, piranha. <laughs> <laughs> But that would make me seem like a baddie, probably. Yeah. You can't be too jovial about it, but you've just got to be kind of... What's the word? Flippant. A Bond, Bond's yeah. quite flippant, you know. He's he a is, bit flippant. You know? Yes. So he's nicked the keys for the big fucking exploder from this guy. <laughs> like, it's literally called the exploder, exploder. button. Yeah. Right. You know what? I like when... What was the one... Was it The Rock where we... The bombs were like green goo, and yes. they were, it was very clearly like this is the bad Obviously, stuff. Obviously, this is it's going important. to important. And so to bad. call this button the exploder button, I like the clarity. You know, it helps me know what's going on. If you said, "Oh, the blah 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 C twenty five A," but I don't call know what the that is. Button. Come on, yeah. yeah. And I like when he presses the exploder button, the ship explodes. Mm. And then we cut back to the Americans who go, <laughs> the enemy has blown up. I repeat, the enemy has blown up. Great stuff. Special shout as well for the Americans at the Hawaiian space base, all wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yes, Excellent. lovely stuff. The fact that the Americans are like, well, we're on the brink of war here. And then when the enemy just explodes on its own, they're like, well, that settles that. Everything's yeah. fine. Let's okay. go back to being okay. Blofeld, at this point, having lost his big moments, just pulls a big self-destruct lever. You're more like blow up Feld. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, I, boom, I will boom. say, boom, boom. an exploding yeah. base and all the people escaping, let's all admit it now, humans were a great bunch of lads. We can do all sorts and we're a, a yeah. proud species. But well, let's all come to the moment here and admit that when there's around a hundred of us in a body of water or all swimming at once, we look fucking ridiculous. I was... Yeah, All these silly. guys going, they look so fucking yeah. stupid. Oh, I was embarrassed yes. to be a human. Guys. They all get away. Yeah, they do. Which they is... Do. And Bond, that volcano's getting him hot. <laughs> it is. He's all fucking randy. The explosion makes the volcano look like it's erupting or actually erupts. But the, the effects on that looked a little bit cheap as well. But it's okay. It's fine. You've spent all the money on those massive sets and those massive fight scenes, which I think is the better use of money. It's so specifically visually impressive in so many mm. different ways that, like, I'm not going to hold it against it that it has a couple of dodgy bits no, of, no. you know, green screen or they didn't make the Death Star blow up properly or whatever it is, you know. No. But Bond, with his new, 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 new fourth squeeze of the movie, and he's all... Because, you know, he's volcano blowing up. He's all wound yeah. up from edging his oysters earlier. He didn't eat them, so he's all like, <laughs> yeah! You know, he, he, he's, really, he's really ready for some action. And bloody hell, MI6 ruined the moment. He only lived twice. Well, I wish I was dead because I've been marooned on a submarine and they're all watching me now. Um, listeners at home, um, I had to 
Kevin, had a little accident. Kevin caught me off guard. Had a big mouthful of water when he said uh, edging his oysters, which just as a phrase really got me. So that was uh, that was tough I'm, going I'm for very, me. But... I'm very sorry, Sam. I've done you like MI6 did Bond. I've left you stranded on a dinghy on top of a submarine. Yes. Now about that honeymoon. But no, too late, Bond. You've been picked up by a submarine. Bond will return in On Her Majesty's in On Her Majesty's Secret Service is where he will return. In or on <laughs> In or service. around the Secret Service. Yes. Wow. I okay. feel this is the Bond movie we've watched that was in spite of its obvious flaws that you would have yeah, known yeah. about before you sat down, because I think everyone was giving you fair warning about the, the yellow face and all that. Yeah. Well, I feel this is like almost unironically the most action-packed, like if if your dad described what James Bond is, mm. invariably they're describing this movie, I feel. And I feel like a lot of other Bond movies dial back a lot of what this gives, because this is an over-the-top Bond. Yes. But man, for a two-hour movie, yeah. maybe that bit where he's getting married and just uh, dressing <laughs> up as another uh, another race you could trim that out yeah but man i i thought that was a that was a it seemed like it was a blast yes you know? seemed you know like I'm, a blast i'm gonna say this and be clear about it i had a lot of fun and that's i have to do the caveat of like i know that there's bad bits in it like it's bad like, we all get yeah. that right but that was a lot of fun that was that was a blast yeah i submit to you sam and mm. maybe I'm crazy for saying it, and All people right. might think so as well. I think you could edit this to get rid of that yellow face bit, and it would make just as much sense. Yes. You wouldn't lose anything, because why is it there? It doesn't need to be there. It'd be fine. I feel yeah. like this is, if someone said, the younger generation is not going to watch this Bond movie for that reason, I'd be like, well, yeah, probably, I guess. But like, I'm not like so precious about that scene where I'm like, well, they either could either have to show them that bit or they shouldn't see the movie at all. I just feel like if there ever was a compromised bond, it's this. And I think the bits that are good are good enough that you want to cut out that fucking cancer of that awful racist shite. Yes, it doesn't really, it genuinely doesn't add much to the plot and you get the sense that it was a sort of 60s thing of, well, let's do this because we can do this and we think it's fun. Yeah. Which is a shame. But everything else is kind of pure fucking bond isn't it for for all, for all the good and bad it's that this is like proper bond from what i understand this is like bond it bond. absolutely was it had yeah. excellent car chase excellent mm-hmm. fight scenes excellent shootouts the gadgets were just like i yeah. mean look little nelly was just the most fucking insane three minutes of cinema i've seen with james bond attached to it it was yes. an absolute hoot and a holler and one that i feel i can't believe i'm saying it holds up because it feels like it obviously doesn't but it also but does by- it, like it, it, yeah it feels like a movie that came out 10 years later it doesn't feel like a movie from the 60s in many respects i agree with you yeah it it it's it holds up visually quite well yeah and sort of aesthetically i guess and the the music is fantastic mm. the, yeah the way this is directed is all great and it's nice yeah. nice new scenery like seeing tokyo yeah. was awesome you know yeah there was a lot of variation in where they were and it felt mm-hmm. unlike a lot of other bond movies where we do similarly jump from one place to another it felt that there was generally speaking good cause and reason and know-how as to why and how we're going from point a to point b 
yeah. and in the finale point C. I understood what was going on, which is not true of all Bond movies. I'll say that. Oh, and I mean, like, if you can't understand what's going on in a Bond movie, it's fucking drop the ball, and It shouldn't be that hard. Yes. So, you know, there's things you can clearly argue with with this film, but aside from those, I'm struggling to kind of, you know, argue with my feeling that I had a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it. You know? It was a good time. I mean, yeah. it was a good time. What I think you you knew what was bad about it going in, and then yes. the bad thing happened, and you're like, that okay. was as described. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. It's like you were going to your restaurant, and you were told, look, just so you know, you'll get a little diarrhea afterwards. You have a great meal, and then the next morning, you sat there in the toilet going, I was warned. I knew these shits were coming. So, and here, yeah. And here it is, you yes. know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. See the rating for this one. I'm also yeah. very excited that I'm going to get to do another reverse swirl for yes. summer bonding. I'm going to get to see the next Daniel Craig James Bond movie. And I had so much fun with the first one. Mm. I can only assume the reason why none <laughs> of my friends want to watch this one with me uh, this coming month is because... They are going to have too much fun and they don't want to spoil for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. So I've shown you a great Bond movie. You're going to show me a great Bond movie, right? Deal. Yeah. 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 Right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. uh, That was one of those cold chills. I don't know what that was all about. That's strange. (laughs) I will say. You've just got a quantum of chill. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Only a quantum. What's your rating, Sam? What's your rating for you only live twice and you only get to rate this one once? Oh, okay. I've got I've got a number in my head and I don't know what it's based on, but I've got it. It's there. It's what I feel. You know, it's what I feel. Okay. And I'm just going to go for it. Okay. You only live twice. Four star wipes. You heard it here first. Ba-da-da-ba-da. Oh, thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinema swirl on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye.